Hi everybody, John Branning here saying thanks so much for tuning in again to This Week at the Trump Poems. This is for the week ending Saturday, January 25th in the year 2020. It comes as no surprise, I'm sure, that out of our four Trump poems this week, three of them have to do with the impeachment trial getting underway in the Senate. But the first one that we'll have this week has to do with Martin Luther King Day, which was on Monday, and a very... Um, interesting way that it was commented on and reflected upon in the midst of everything else that's going on in the political arena. So why don't we get started with that one, shall we? Monday of this week was Martin Luther King Day, celebrating the life of Martin Luther King Jr. And it came into particular focus this week because in response to a question of how was President Trump celebrating Martin Luther King Day, uh, a rather peculiar statement from his spokesperson, Kellyanne Conway, and that may be redundant because I don't think Kellyanne Conway has not ever made a peculiar statement, but she essentially said that if Martin Luther King Jr. were alive today, he would object to the impeachment of Donald Trump. Uh, Martin Luther King, who was well known for many, many, many memorable quotes. The one that came to my mind was when he said, the moral arc of the universe bends at the elbow of justice. And so that leads to the title of this Trump poem, which is called The Sharp Elbow of Injustice. Hate is too great a burden to bear. MLK said this, and boy, was he right, folks. I hate how the Dems treat me so wrong, so unfair, impeaching me, squashing my dreams and my bright hopes. I had a dream too, or maybe a nightmare, where after Obama completed his term, I'd succeed him. The outcome considered not quite fair. All hopes for a post-racial land I'd confirm died. I'd keep out those people whose skin shade was darker by saying our borders were weak, must be held tight and sign proclamations in bold with a marker. My signature such that you can't tell if it's spelled right. A world that was largely at peace, I'd give jitters by ripping up treaties, proclaim time to shake them up. Alliances trashed, former friends now called quitters. No facts to support? Then I'd just have to make them up. I'd pray, not to God, but the almighty dollar, and offer up tax cuts the rich would be pleased with me. A physical saying I'd got slightly taller so I would not be diagnosed with obesity. And not just Barack going after Michelle who kept pushing for kids to have healthier diets. I'm saying her program can go straight to hell too. If broccoli's on your plate, don't have to try it. But now I'm consumed with this stain that will follow. So I go to rallies to hear, we adore you. Regardless, in my solipsism I'll wallow and keep violating the oath that I swore to. As the impeachment trial in the Senate got underway, Donald Trump was in Davos, Switzerland for a conference, uh, but that didn't mean that he wasn't paying attention to what was going on back home. And so our Trump poem about that part of his week is called Swiss Tease. 
I'm in Davos, Switzerland. Back home, shit now hits the fan. Perfect call I'm being tried for, hoping no one finds I've lied more. Speedy trial? Let's make it so. Truth? We must forsake it, though. Evidence and witness calling stiff-armed through the votes were stalling. Mitch McConnell and his puppets claim that I am not corrupt. It's their plan to hold Dems at bay while trying to conduct a fay trial. Meanwhile, over where the ice is, I reject the climate crisis. Warnings of disaster? Gloomy. I love fossil fuels, so sue me. Our economy is booming while impeachment trial is looming. If the Senate won't take care of me, say goodbye to your prosperity. At the very beginning of the trial, both sides gave relatively brief previews of what they planned to do. And so our Trump poem about what came out of those and responses to it is called Rules of Disengagement. My attorneys are presenting a most vigorous defense. It will be devoid of facts, just as I like it. With the outcome predetermined, there won't be too much suspense. Run our ball into the end zone and then spike it. Now perhaps there is a glimmer of a shadow of a chance that this trial may introduce some brand new evidence, but so far, all the Republicans make clear that they look askance at the motions that require their benevolence. With Jay Seculo bombastic, even more than Cipollini, it's quite clear that they were staging a performance. They were playing to an audience of me, the one and only. And I don't want civil discourse, I want war chants. Now, the seven from the House who are entrusted with the mission to present the case supporting my removal face an uphill battle since McConnell's taken the position that a search for truth meets with his disapproval. Justice Roberts is presiding and he's shut down verbal flogging by presenters who staged equally absurd scenes. He admonished both sides sternly to refrain from pettifogging. I agree, although I, I don't know what that word means. In my final day at Davos, I continued my assertion that the Democrats' behavior is disgraceful. But if four, at least, Republicans concur on a desertion, while I don't like humble pie, I risk a faceful. So as the meat of the trial got underway, the Democrats were up first, the seven House managers, and they had 24 hours of presentation that in a somewhat surprising change to the rules in the last second was allowed to be spread out over three days rather than just two. But despite that, it uh, seemed that a lot of senators, primarily Republicans from what I understood, got very antsy during the Democrats' presentations. There were rules put in place that they were supposed to remain in the Senate chamber, couldn't leave, but they did that. Weren't supposed to have side conversations, but they did that. Weren't supposed to have electronics, but there were reports of people having Apple Watches. Um, were reading books. They were supposed to only read materials that were germane to the presentations, but some of the books may not have been, and so on and so on. So our Trump poem about the response of the senators to the presentations is called Fidgety Spinners. The Democrats are boring. Schiff is lying through his teeth. It's quite tedious to watch them try to get the truth beneath the obfuscation I've promoted through my shifting explanations and my specious claims of privilege curbing these investigations. 
The Senate must remain in place throughout these presentations and are barred from using phones and must refrain from conversations, but the rules the Senate put in place to obligate decorum lack enforcement, so there's quite a few who've chosen to ignore them. Even though I was in Switzerland when this sham trial commenced, I had my fingers on the Twitter and could easily dispense a never-ending flow of comments. The amount was record-breaking. It appears I was retweeting every moment I had waking. It's a scam, a hoax, a witch hunt. I've been treated most unfairly, even though my acquiescence ranks between not much and barely. I've refused cooperation and defied every subpoena. More ungovernable mortal, Dems say never have they seen a. The Democrats are laying out the facts, all hoping through fear they can generate dissent from those who claim there's nothing new here. I am certain once my side comes up to bat, we're gonna win it. But devoid of any facts, I wonder how they plan to spin it. At the very end of the week, the defense team for the president uh, got underway, but it was a very short presentation on Saturday. They only spent a couple of hours and saved more of the time that they feel they're going to need for when they return next week. So any Trump poem commenting on the more extensive presentation by his team, that'll be part of next week's episode of This Week at the Trump Poem. So thanks so much for tuning in for this episode of the podcast. Please check us out at thetrumppoems.com for these verses as they're posted in real time. And of course, hope to have you back with next week's episode of This Week at the Trump Poems. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. Have a good week, everybody. Bye.